Welcome back to the final installment of the Speedy Arrowcast, at least for a few months. I'm your host, Dan Morin, and I'm joined by my two partners in crime, Mr. Guy English. Oh, hello. <laughs> I thought we were going to do them both at you're, once. You're, you're fired. No longer a part. Your, your partnership in crime has been revoked. Okay. You failed this podcast. And Mr. John Moltz. You don't have to uh, say anything either. Just, just, just as I was taking my last sip of coffee. This podcast is over. <laughs> we both screwed up the intro. The, we're last, keeping it. On the last, on the last episode. episode. The you thought we'd have it down by now, but no. No. no we're still yeah. still nailing out the next, details. Next season. Next, yeah, next week, guys. Tune something, in next week as we get the something intro Something to look right. forward Try to get the intro right. So we're here to talk about the finale of Arrow Season 3, entitled My Name is Oliver Queen. Not me, personally, you understand. That is the title of the episode. It Thanks is, for explaining uh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it, it is an episode that we might classify as an hour of television. <laughs> it totally happened. It totally it happened. 100% happened. No denial on that. Um, normally, I, we would do sort of a quick recap, but I feel like maybe we should just sort of dive into to like sort of playing out what happened here. And we all, know, all three of us just recently finished watching it. Like within the last 10 minutes. So this yes. is timely. We, we are it's still all, digesting. Yes. Fresh in the mind. So a recap is not right. Yeah. Let's, uh, sure so let, let's just jump in by talking about uh, what, has, what has led up to this point. Because we get a whole, uh, I don't know about you guys, I get a whole like, previously on Arrow yeah. clip package. This which, season. Yeah. Sort previously of, this season. Yeah, which succinctly sums up sort of the major conflicts that we've seen this season with the League of Assassins um, and Oliver Queen having questions about who am I really like deep down inside. Um, in some ways, it's interesting to watch when they do these sort of clip packages because it pulls out the most incisive moments of a season and makes it in some ways seem more coherent than I think it really was. Like, you know, taking yeah, 22 definitely. hours of television and boiling it down to a minute is you know, has a way of clarifying sort of what are the major plot threads. I agree, but they did not show Sarah's murder. They did not, yes. And in fact, that was, the, and that's sort of the inciting event. Right. So we, we, there is, and it is interesting because in some ways that feels like it got lost, but it does come into play in this last hour, um, you know, in terms of the relationships between some of the characters. You know, we are reminded that that event happened and that it has not been forgotten. Um, but you know, it is also sort of elided from that, uh, from that sum up. So where we left off last week was Oliver leaving all his friends to die from a horrible bioweapon in a dungeon in Nanda Prabat, which nobody believed, which nobody believed. But in the meantime, not to, not to diverge too much into our sister show territory, but in the meantime, he took a quick jaunt to central city <laughs> to help deal with a problem, uh, called the reverse flash. And then he hopped back yeah. in time but to catch like, a plane. Can we take a brief, a brief discussion about yeah. that for a second? Because one of the things that happens in that episode I think is really interesting is that Barry kind of tries to be Oliver. He tries to do whatever it would take to save his city kind of thing. And um, doesn't work out for it, him. It backfires on him. <laughs> doesn't backfires. work out well. And, uh, and he kind of <laughs> learns the lesson there. Like, he's not... he's not Oliver. He shouldn't try to be Oliver. He should just uh, be the best Barry he could be. But there's an argument in that it doesn't necessarily work out tremendously well for Oliver either. <laughs> being, yeah, right. Being Oliver. Right. Which is what, yeah, that was one of the things that I said aloud as a, my wife and I watched that episode last night. Like, that never really works that well for Oliver either. 
Yeah, so he is uh, Oliver's jaunted around with his fancy new League of Assassins dud and uh, boot camp haircut uh, to help to help uh, Barry take down the Reverse Flash. But yeah. then he's back, and he does he does pretty good against the Reverse he, Flash, though. He does. He, I I was watching it and was thinking like, oh man, he totally Batmaned him. Like he's got yeah. like the you know trick arrows that have uh, Ray Palmer's nanotechnology in yeah. them to slow down. That is a Batman move right there. Yeah. Thanks to Ray, though. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's easy. yeah. No. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's weird because, as I think several places point out, the chronology doesn't quite make sense, both between that and Barry, who appears very uh, this week to help out Ollie. Um, it's it's a weird timing thing and s- smacks a little bit of like, hey, we have these two shows in the same universe. Let's cram them together because these are the fina- like, you know, the big sort of dramatic moments. It's sweeps week. It's May, yeah. as, as a character says later. Must be May. Um, so... Uh, I am totally okay with this, though. I like the crossover I stuff. Love, I love the crossovers. I'm a complete sucker for the crossovers, and uh, I appreciate being pandered to. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with John here. I'm even okay with Barry saying that he doesn't have time to help out a ma- <laughs> with a massive bioterror attack. Even he even has though to go he has have a conversation speed. with Wells. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure I, you're I, saying that. I love that. I love that lightning. I love you know seeing yeah. seeing him. You know come in, zip in and you, and you know something fun is going to well it, yeah, and it raises too, but like he's just going to solve the problem like he basically solved it makes the problem that, go that's right. yeah. it's like it's not a problem anymore right? it's the so. deus, deus ex flashina yeah. uh, <laughs> and it's basically it's the same problem we've talked about a little bit both on the show and i think on twitter about the same problem with um you know there's the supergirl spin or a tv show coming on cbs and some people ask well it's the same producers as flash and arrow but it does not take place in the same universe we're more or less established and part of that is narrative problems right like as soon as as soon oh, as so you have you, Super- you know that it, you know for a fact that it does not take according place. to i saw jason snell post that uh, greg berlanti said it is not the same universe i have uh, not seen okay. the exact quote okay. of that but um okay. i would not be surprised if they did a couple hat tips here and there as we see easter eggs in these shows for other dc properties right um but at the same time I think it there introduces a narrative complexity even now with Barry, you know, why can't you just call Barry whenever you have a problem that Barry's particularly well, you know, particularly equipped to, to solve, especially cuz right. he can unlike taking the plane to Nanda Parbat 20 hours and back, he can just run really fast. It's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. let me just pop over, take care of that problem. How so, did he get there? I assume he ran. Uh, you can run across serious, water. Serious geography well, problem but there's with an issue. Yeah, there is. I mean, in the same issue with with um with Ray flying there in the last episode was how far does the Adam suit like a long? That's a long trip. That's a long trip in right. a suit. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I agree. There's a geography problem. It's you know but solved whatever. with liberal, yeah, and, yeah, literal um, liberal amounts of hand waving, um, and we we move on. So Barry zips through the League of Assassins, ties them all up because even though they are awesome assassins, they have never dealt with somebody with super speed. Um, gets he every- digs their hot tub. I like that. Yeah, I like there's the a, hot tub. There's a sort of there's a steep drop off. You know, there's there's Ray Sogul. And then there's everybody else in <laughs> the League of Assassins who are really just a bunch of, like, mooks in why do costumes. You, I mean, why do you think he had to go outside to find a successor? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Like, I got nothing. I'm really the worst racial ghoul ever because I apparently can't train anybody worth a damn. He's not a good manager. You know, sometimes people get promoted beyond their capabilities. He we doesn't it, seem like a good manager. We, He's mostly just, like, killing his own people. We, we call it the racial ghoul principle. Um, I, I mean, as we discussed in, in previous weeks, he has there's a real... There's a real vision problem at the top of the League of Assassins, oh which does not seem to know what it's doing other than 
destroying cities every once in a while for kicks. Um, so Barry, yeah, zips in, likes the hot tub, ties up a bunch of assassins, frees Tatsu and everybody <laughs> that was a else. Great line. You guys um, have a hot tub? This is a real dungeon. Um, <laughs> uh, Felicity outs Barry's identity to Malcolm, which is also a great scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Who, and and now actually has some kind of you know serious implication too. Yes, potentially. So, um, but it's and we learned that Malcolm has apparently. Uh, through some more hand wavium has inoculated all of team arrow <laughs> against the bioweapon thanks to vaccines pulled from oliver's blood and then put on like a sticker on his hand this is a pretty crazy bioweapon right i mean both the uh both the bioweapon itself and the inoculant uh the way that the way that they can be spread is is pretty uh vague or all, well, all purpose or just, uh, convenient i guess yeah uh I, I have some concerns about the bioweapon spreading but we'll we'll get to that um so, I mean, I agree with you guys. I like the the crossover appeal. I think that there you have to be careful not to just make Barry essentially the solution to all of Oliver's problems or vice versa. It's nice when they complement each other. Um, and that's sort of the great part about, like, you know, superhero team-ups is that they they have element they each bring elements to it that the other lacks and i think that's definitely true for the characters here i think it's just tricky to make sure you work them into moments where that works better that there's a natural part of like flow to it rather than hey this is a great opportunity just stick barry allen in (laughs) um but so we uh our our team is still unsure about whether or not to trust malcolm and through by extension oliver um but they all decide, well, it's better than being in a dungeon here. So quick, let's get back to our plane and fly back to Starling City. <laughs> Meanwhile, just as one does. Uh, speaking of planes, uh, we mm-hmm. we get our first glimpse at the uh, League of Assassins approved <laughs> transport, which is very driven. Yeah, yeah, propeller driven like cargo jet. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very comfortable. Uh, filled with assassins. I just like the idea that they would actually be flying like coach. And like, like the little, you see like a flight attendant pushing like the cart down the aisle and then there's a bunch of guys in like League of Assassin hoods. <laughs> beverages? Beverages? <laughs> it's weird because the first time we see him, Ollie is taking a nap, which <laughs> yeah. you oh. think could be more on, on the ball Despite what you'd think, it's actually a long flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you, this is one of two references we get to dreams in this episode where Rachel Gould asks him, you know, basically says there's these three types of dreams. What were you dreaming about? And Oliver gives like, God, what a, what a sucker answer. Oh uh, yeah. Oliver gives the it's answer like, like, you know, this the same thing that you say to your significant other when they're like, Oh, what were you thinking about? Oh, you, of course. <laughs> yeah. Please spare yeah, me. I was totally dreaming about becoming Rachel Gould. I'm so psyched about becoming <laughs> Rachel Gould. Oh God. I can't wait to be Rachel Gould, man. Yeah, unfortunately, gonna be, gonna be that, awesome. that lying is short-lived as the plane starts to explode and catch on fire. And Rachel Ghoul immediately realizes, oh, we've been sabotaged. And then turns immediately and blames Nyssa, who's also there. The, uh, sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Queen, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Demon? Is there a Mrs. Demon? Um, <laughs> and, and she seems kind of like, so here's the question. We talked about this last week, too. But, like, do you think she was in on this all along? It's Doesn't unclear. I don't, yeah, it's kind of weird because she doesn't. She says that she had nothing to do with it, um, but then she's basically ready to go. Once, yeah, uh, exactly. Once Oliver turns the tables on. So I was unclear as to whether or not, and I feel like in some ways, I think she doesn't. She should have been though. I feel like like that would have made yeah. sense. Yeah, but I think Ollie was playing it close to his chest. Yeah. There was a it, bunch of right. stuff here that like we, like I think we got most of it right. Like what was going to happen. Yeah. 
And then weird stuff in the middle that we didn't get right. Well, like um, Rishal Ghul saying that he's given him his holy cause. Right. Which I still have no idea what we, is. We don't objective. know what that like, is. Yeah. Like last week I was talking to you and I was making the argument that it's not so much the objective, it's the tool to achieve it. Uh, but then they just totally, th- this episode makes that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and I think this is, this sort of puts a capper on, I think, what has been a big, been a big problem with this whole plot line is just who are the secrets kept from and why? And, yeah. and Ali says later on that, you know, the circle of trust had to be really, really small. Uh, and essentially it's him and Merlin, right? And in some ways, yes, there's a good argument to be made for the fewer people know, the less, the more convincing an act it is. But at the same time, I don't think that the narrative really shores that up because we have right. such vacillation from Ali into being like, you guys got to trust me. And no, I'm evil, Oliver. And right. it's not set up well because and that was sort of one of the problems with last week, which was you were keep we were keeping to a certain extent. They were arguing that we're keeping it from the audience. And yet at the in the first scene last week. Ali breaks cover essentially in looking at the camera. And so the audience is in on it as soon as that is as soon as that happens. The audience is like, okay, he's been good all along. And while we might know that because he's the hero of the show and you know the main character and uh, it it cheapens it in some ways because it, all of a sudden now we're expected to right. be in on the secret and that's all the sort of reveal from that is pulled away. That was one of my sort of critiques of this whole back half of the season yeah. is the secrets feel weird. Right. Yeah, I think they tried to have it both ways and yeah. it kind of just failed. It ruins the reveal. And, and, yeah. Uh, unlike last year where, well, I mean, it was a much shorter secret, but the, the reveal at the end um, was more exciting. Which secret? The uh, I love you secret? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But their their little plan was to, to jab a... Slade with the Slade with the, the needle. Cure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the setup works better, I think, there, I agree, than it does here where it, it, it's too confusing because there's too much double tra- – as, tr- as Felicity says at one point, like, are we on double, double cross, triple cross? Like, I've lost right. track, right? Like, right. And in some ways, it's funny that the writers put that in because it's like, well, you guys wrote the plot, though. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. It's okay if we – it's already we make fun of it. Yeah, like we can make fun of it because we're watching it. You guys made it. <laughs> like I don't think that works that way. We're just as exasperated with this plot line as you are. <laughs> um, so we have a, a brief abbreviated fight between Ali and Nissa and the rest of the League of Assassins who are either murdered or jump out of the plane or fall out of the plane. I don't know. It's raining assassins basically on Starling City. Well, there's apparently only one parachute in that plane. <laughs> that violates several FAA safety regulations. <laughs> Let me Did just we say. learn nothing from the Titanic? <laughs> I do like that Rish just picks it up like a backpack and jumps out of the plane. Yeah, he right. doesn't, he's he's got doesn't got even like, put it on. He's got it over slightly over one arm. He's actually yeah. not using it himself. He's that badass. He's just taking it so they can't have it. He's like, oh, just, no, thanks. See you guys later. Also, it takes six packets of peanuts. None left for you I guys. I don't need this because I'm Rachel Ghoul, but I'm taking it so that you won't have it let me just be clear about that if i can't have the parachute none of you can <laughs> um ollie manages to land the plane which is interesting because they actually as uh, one of the reviews i was reading points out they actually be- briefly contemplate jumping out even though that would leave a gigantic you know freight plane to crash <laughs> possibly in the middle of starling <laughs> Flaming, city yeah. 
Did they consider jumping out? Yes, I think they... Well, I mean, in the sense that they're like, he took the only parachute. Oh, okay. So it's like, yeah. I guess that implies like, well, if there are two more parachutes, we could just totally just bail out. Um, yeah. Might have made more sense for them to be like, we can't let this plane crash in a, in a yeah. populated area. Um, oh, Rach also takes the bioweapon, which is conveniently stored in a large metal canister. Mm-hmm. Um, Ollie, we know, can fly planes, although I don't know if he's ever flown a C-130. <laughs> I no, feel like fly a little Cessna, you can fly a C-130. It's pretty much the no. same thing, right? Right. Um, well, given the hand waviness of the plot, let's just Which is also it. funny yeah. because in the, in the Flash, there's a conversation about who has a license to drive a big <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is funny. Um, we, we have this big plot to take these metahumans, you know, the people out of our illegal <laughs> prison and move them to another illegal prison. <laughs> None of but us we can, can drive only pull truck. it off if somebody has a license to drive this truck. <laughs> um I between the flash this week and Arrow, we have some like lots of cargo planes crashing. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like maybe yeah, maybe time to start because I, I saw the flash briefly just uh, like yesterday. Uh, I thought it was going to be the same plane for a second. It was the same yeah. plane, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the same plane when we first started on Arrow. But. Yep. Sadly, no. We have we have many cargo planes. All that would have been pretty funny if they were waiting for an Argus plane to to land and it comes it lands and it's full of League of Assassins. (laughs) Whoa, whoa! We totally cross booked our flight paths. That would have been a really good way of dealing with some of like all of your problems. Just have the League of Assassins show up, deal with the metahumans. That would be great. That'd be a good fight. Um, The League of Assassins guys are pretty. Yeah, they kind of stink. So, in the same time, it's taken Ollie and Rachel Ghoul to get to the city. it's basically taken that long for the rest of Team Arrow to fly back and show up at Palmer Technologies. <laughs> they um, got there first. Yeah, and they're all... Uh, and Malcolm has... Uh, this is, I actually really enjoy this bit where there's Malcolm tries to like give them all things to do. Um, and like specific, here's your jobs. And then he says, "Was I mumbling?" Yes, I. Some of the. I mean, like supervillain. He might be a supervillain, but he's also he is fairly well organized. Uh, well, his he, his assignments are good. Yeah, they all make sense. And yeah. He knows yeah. what everybody's good at, right? Like he's yeah. he's a he is a good manager. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, which which Foreshad- may help him later. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Um, Ollie and Nissa show up, and. Uh, I don't, I don't get, know why they don't walk around the corner. They yeah, jump down from the ceiling. Come like, through the the, sh- the the like air shafts. <laughs> and then a weird scene where like Diggle's got his gun out. Nis this is pointing a bow and Ollie's got to be like, "No, no. It's cool. Don't shoot anybody." It's like, "Well, yeah, probably don't shoot them, right? Cuz like you know these people. <laughs> I know you haven't always been on good terms with them, but like, you know, maybe not weapons drawn." And then Diggle punches Ollie in the face. Uh Do they have a reason? They don't really have a reason to be mad at Nissa, right? I not particularly. They definitely, I mean, they haven't reason to be mad at Ollie, but right, yeah. It's that that was also just kind of weird and, and strange play, just because again, I agree. Why not just walk in? Tensions are running high. Let's Tensions just... are running high. Yeah. There's a lot going. So on. that would be a good reason for me not to jump out of the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I would like blam, blam. knock on the door, ask to come in. You know, like, hey guys, uh, it's just me. <laughs> um, there was an ac- accidental murder in Agents of Shield. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. you got to be careful. You do have to be careful. It's Who very are you shooting. Yeah. Have you seen the end? Where yeah. Do, yeah. Well, yeah, he kills um remember he kills agent 33 by mistake. Oh, yeah. 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 Bad guys. Uh, that was bad guys. So no, bad guys killing bad guys. Oh, nobody hasn't hasn't seen the end of agent. Well, yeah, now you spoiled it for them. Good job. Got yeah. Um so uh yeah, so we have Ollie and Diggle are still kind of at odds. 
although uh, Diggle, they kind of dance around the whole like you kidnap Lila thing. Like that doesn't really get explicitly mentioned. Uh, even though well, it's sort I of the like root of why he's pissed Diggle off, punching him in the face, kind of. That's that's bro shorthand. <laughs> yeah, right, right. For you kidnap my wife. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just that's traditionally how you respond to that. Sure. If you don't, that's just polite. That's just polite. Um, so then everybody clears out of the room. Right, because except for Batman and Robin, like a and, uh, I would like to go back to the beginning of the season and count all the room clearings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like okay, wait. There's like four room clearings bets, every episode. Bets are room clearings versus trips to Nanda Parbat. Like which of those? <laughs> we <laughs> we should it's do like, that. In fact, I would the, love to see. Yes, we, I would like to see a supercut of we should give of them all the room, room clearings. Yeah, <laughs> and also just people going back and forth to Nanda Parbat. Can I have the room, please? Um, so we get uh, Diggle and Felicity in the room with Ollie. Team Arrow. Team core, Arrow. core Basically. team Original, Arrow. yeah. Yeah. And um, we learn in roundabout way that Ollie was basically planning to go down with the plane and explode Rachel Ghoul and the, uh, the bioweapon. Which is kind of a terrible plan. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I don't well, know. It's not a good plan. <laughs> Well, no, it's not a good, it's not a very good plan. I mean, it did plan. But first I mean, of all, it didn't work. <laughs> so strike yeah, one. It's definitely not a good plan if it doesn't work. How hard is it to crash a plane? It seems like it would be relatively easy. <laughs> if you have access, if you have access to the engine in the first place, <laughs> too soon. John. You just, like, took a, fear of flying. Took a, yeah, like, right, right. You literally just took like one screw off each engine or something. Like, well, put a bomb in the damn thing. <laughs> Um, um, but so I bring out. it up because um, Diggle's attitude towards all it changes after this reveal. How so? Uh, well, because first he wants to punch him in the face, and afterwards he's still pissed, but he's not uh, adamantly <laughs> so, angry. Yeah, right. At least right. you were going to kill yourself, so I guess we're cool. <laughs> well, I guess it makes some kind of sense. Like, well, I guess he's, it was, he's it was finally, like a one-way mission. If he burned all your yeah. bridges, it didn't and really he's matter. finally like, sure. He's finally sure that he's not. Pretty serious um, about it, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's um, you know, trying to trying to do the right thing, but he's just going about it the wrong way. Yeah, although he does say sorry isn't going to cut it, Ollie. Uh, and you know why? It's because Ollie didn't mention five years on the island. <laughs> <laughs> if he just mentioned the island, Dick would have been cool a, with it. That is a get me get out of jail free card. I think he's yeah. over. I think he overused unless it. that jail is on the island. Yeah. He hasn't used it in a while. I think it's. Uh, well, he, I mean, he didn't spend yeah. five years Statute. on the island, as we now know. So, you know. Statute of limitations has run out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, now he says five years in hell. Yes. I think at the end. It's yeah. true. Right. Uh, actually, that's been, the, that's been the intro for the last season, as long as we've known that he was not on the island all five years. The, the, Hong, the, the Hong Kong Department of Commerce must not like this show. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah. And um, so uh, Felicity's not terribly happy with him either for this plan. Uh, and they have, you know, a few moments, but they, we also have to like, you know, Ollie basically reiterates what Malcolm says is like, we got to get down to work and find this bioweapon. Um, and so Dig actually says that, yes, that's what I mean. Part of the well, attitude change is like, look, hurt feelings aren't yes. going to, it doesn't matter. Let's just get down to business. Right. Well, like I was that. saying, yeah. Uh, yeah, earlier on, Ollie said like, essentially like, oh, Malcolm already told you guys what to do. Right. Um, which yeah. is interesting because I, I like the dynamic in that scene because Malcolm tells everybody what to do nobody moves and then yeah. diggle is like all right we'll do what he says for now yeah <laughs> so like yeah. diggle is clearly as we've established he is de facto in charge when ollie's not around 
Just thinking about it. Sounds like it's a good plan. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm just going to hold this dramatic pause for a second because mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that I'm going to do in, exactly what you're going to say. That you're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, But it is a good plan. It is and a good they, plan. I mean, right, again. Right. It's what they should be doing. Yeah. yeah. So the, everybody gets to work and they're trying to find out sort of basically where – how is Raish distributing his crazy bioweapon? Um, so they start looking for like weird stuff, and among the things they find is that there's a hotel floor that's blocked off for a mysterious Damien Dark, who we've heard about before, who is Rachel Ghoul's nemesis. So and they decide, and the leader, and the leader of Hot, and, and incapable we, yes. of booking a hotel under a fake name. <laughs> Maybe he's just that badass; he doesn't need to worry about fake names. Maybe. When your name is yeah. Damien Dark, you don't go around with pseudonyms. Come on, yeah, I right, guess, right. Yeah, that that's true. Really ruin it. I'm Damien jones um so i i think we get a nice bit where the team is all sort of like staked out trying to figure out you know like uh trying to take down this hotel hotel like get into the hotel and and take all this guy's like guards out of the equation which i think is a nice bit of like team arrow teamwork plus malcolm and nissa yeah Um, and diggle does some uh Good ninja work. Yeah, there. N- Diggle does some good ninja work. Um, I enjoy that both Nissa and Malcolm don't seem to have any hesitation they to just, just kill murder people. people on their way there, yeah. which is perfectly in character for both of them. Yeah. Um, we get up. We have an interesting conversation with this guy who's there, who is apparently like Damien Dark's, like I don't know, Major D or something. Um, who is not Damien Dark? Out, he calls him out a cut, cut out later. Which yes, is a term I like. Mm-hmm. That's, good, that's, a, a that's a good spy term. term. Yeah. Um, but he's essentially, you know, someone who works for Damien Dark and is about to sort of, you know, do the traditional like my employer is a huge villain, and then gets murdered by someone from the League of Assassins. As he's, I like that. As his phone is ringing, and on the other end of the phone is Rachel Ghoul, which makes me wonder, like, if the guy had picked up the phone before getting murdered. <laughs> It's like, could you hand the phone to Oliver Queen, please? What? Oh! Uh, I'm about to shoot you. <laughs> um, but this is clearly, again, as we discussed before, this is set up for season four. We've It's been suggested that Hive will be one of the major antagonists in season four. Um, and so we get sort of a tease that Damien Dark is a name that we should remember. Uh, but it ends up not being particularly salient to this plot because Rachel Ghoul just has this dude murdered and then is like, yep, still going to release a bioweapon in your city. I don't care. Yeah, I was kind of out to get that guy, but really now I'm just really mad at you. So I'm going to destroy your city. Which is a weird, like, yeah, like they introduced this thing at the, you know, like quarter of the way into the episode and then it's gone by halfway through the episode. So it's just, you know, like, like maybe that was the real reason all along why Ross wanted Oliver to destroy the city because this guy was going to visit there (laughs) well and yet at the same time we know like there's a line earlier when or maybe it's a little later when when oliver says i brought malcolm in you know a while back because we realized as soon as he would want me to become Roz that we would like that the starling city would have to be destroyed so like that's a known thing for like the ascension so it implies that that is still, you know, one of the major reasons that maybe like Roz was just doing the like kill two birds with one stone thing or kill a thousand birds yeah, but how, with one bioweapon. How, how far in advance does this guy book his hotel rooms? <laughs> well, he's already <laughs> left, though. I mean, like, I guess maybe he was just in town and I don't know. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little. It's a little. Yeah, con- I mean, it's just. It seems like it's overly like you know, wait for next season. But yes, it was. It's a little clumsy in terms of its setup for mm-hmm. next season, but. It, I guess it, it manages to do what it's set out to do. 
Um, I also I like that I was reading Monty Ashley's review and he points out the uh, the Roz does the I set in motion the death of your city 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. That's the quote. Raz al Ghul, who apparently read Watchmen recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, once again, Raz al Ghul doing the thing where it's like, I'm here to destroy your city. Why? Eh, it's, just a, it's a thing we do. Because I'm mad, I'm going to do it now because you're thing big do. dope and I don't like you anymore. never liked you in the first place, so I'm destroying <laughs> your city, so there. I'm taking your city and going home. Yep. Um, we get uh, Quentin Lance makes a triumphant return in this episode. John, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> well, he's less less obnoxious than he was in several other episodes. <laughs> you know what? I kind of forgave him when they mentioned the alcoholism thing. I guess right. that's what you're is supposed that, to is do. Is that his island which card? Which is why that's... Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> a little bit. Which is yeah, kind of like, why that's... Which, and I thought that was a little <laughs> weird to throw that in, but... Well, I mean, retroactively... Okay, I mean, his daughter... Is murdered and he hits the bottle, and yeah, that my, kind my, of explains why he's being such a but my argument, dick. My argument there, the, like, the argument against that is show your work, and yeah, I yes. don't think they did, and no, so exactly, it's not earned exactly. here in some ways because that that's perfectly fine. I totally agree with you guys that that makes a lot of sense, um, but we don't see it. You it's just it. it's yeah. Laurel, we're left to Laurel to sort of suss it out. Which is fine, you know. She's she's his daughter, and she has been through the same sorts of things. So it's it's in some ways better that she's doing it because she actually has sort of firsthand knowledge of that. But at the same time, as the again for the audience, there's no the 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 case hasn't been built. The evidence isn't. Yeah, it feels like they cut out so much of that storyline in order to go back and forth to Nanda Parbat all the time, (laughs) which doesn't take any time. I know. Yeah. So, Um, but at least they gave some kind of a. Tip of the hat. to, like, well, we know he's been acting weird, so well, here's something for you to hang that on, you know? And and I think we saw the thaw of this relationship, which is weird because we saw the thaw of it in an episode of The Flash where Lance mm-hmm. and uh, Laurel appear. And we get sort of, you know, Lance talking to Joe West about, you know, relationships with your daughters. And that's sort of the most character development we have from Lance in terms of coming around on this. And it's not on this show. <laughs> which is which is Mm -hmm. weird (laughs) yeah um but you know i think it's you know we're back around to lance who's like well okay i you know i still don't agree with what you guys are doing and that you lied to me whatever but uh, i feel like there's there's a clear and present danger so i'm gonna sign back up with team arrow for the moment yeah you'd think after the attack on the police station a few episodes ago that he would he would (laughs) be at least somewhat amenable to their to their warnings yeah, he's no. <laughs> well, I mean, he does, but he does in this episode at least. He kind of, he kind of is like, yeah, okay. Well, he realizes it's sweeps week, and also uh, that, <laughs> and that he needs, yeah. Oh, well, he literally says it must yeah, be May. It must, yeah, yeah, yes. it must be May. <laughs> I was amused by that because, especially, I mean, it, yeah. Up oh, end of the year, and it must be season must be coming to a close, which means Starling City is in horrible danger. Yeah. Oh, um, he is. You know, the way they handled that, I thought was pretty cool. Just from a. Uh, an efficiency of writing kind of thing. He, he's got the phone and just says F smoke on it. And he says, yeah, we'll talk about that later. In the meanwhile, I've got the addresses. And then he goes and tells all the policemen to disperse throughout the city and be policemen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, not, it's just, which is unfortunate because they're also not terribly useful. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just, I like the way that they, the writing on that was 
literally the only it was compact and efficient the literally the only place we see the police show up is at the dam later on and they're not listening to him (laughs) they're not shoot our hero (laughs) yeah Um, so yeah so now we have this whole chase to go for the bioweapon which is also kind of fun diggle like goes after the one guy i had shades of uh shades of iron man three here because i as soon as there's a guy walking around looking suspicious carrying a briefcase i was like nope it's not in the briefcase it's totally the dude that dude has already been exposed to the bioweapon and sure enough you know we we get that admission like a few minutes later as diggle like tracks the guy down um and the guy gets the drop on him and it's about to take him out and and diggle gets saved by our new sidekick slash potentially more than a sidekick since the main Uh character is off doing other things um Thea has is fits perfectly into Roy's costume. There's a lot of that this week. There's a lot of people sure. wearing other people's costumes that and having them Roy's fit perfectly. Costume. That is like I don't half think of Roy's costume yeah. tailored into. <laughs> that's some, been, like, yeah, that's definitely been hemmed a little, little bit. I do yeah. agree that she looks better in it than Roy did. Well, well, <laughs> well. No, I'm just saying. I think that look works for her better than Roy. Um, oh, I don't know. I think Roy looks good. I think Roy. Looks uh, good. I think he looked it's, okay. But I think he, he looks good in his costume. Uh, the, the mask never did it for me on Roy. I always thought he looked a little bit silly. Um, but yeah. I think I think Thea pulls it off in some ways, and maybe just the shape of the hood or something. We talked about this at one point. I remember. Like, I just I think that they're yeah. Anyways, um, anyway, it's a nice it's a it's a nice reveal. It's a nice reveal. She although she puts three arrows in the guy's back and then tells him not to move. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I thought well, she was talking to Diggle for a new. second, and I she's got confused. New at it, she's not exactly sure, actually sure how arrows work. Well, he's also not <laughs> arrows in the he, guy's back. He's Ouch. also not dead apparently because he still has time to cut his own throat. Yeah, um, well, which is with a an arrow scene. that he pulls out of his chest. By yeah, the way. well, that's and that's, it's a and it's a vir- it's a bioweapon that is in your blood and then becomes airborne. So here's the thing that here's my issue with that. Besides just the sort of scientific issue. Um, Diggle's first reaction is to tell everyone to run away. And I'm like, okay, if these people all just got exposed to a bioweapon, and let's assume that they did, telling them to disperse, disperse. throughout the city is yeah, right. Go to your literally homes. the worst thing you could do. So Make like, love to your spouse for the last time. <laughs> John Diggle is like a one-man infection vector. Actually, make love to all kinds of people. Yeah. You're as good as dead. So, I mean, I think in general, like, your assumption... In fact, I had forgotten for a minute there that they had been inoculated. And I was like, oh, you guys are screwed. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, we literally covered that earlier had in this episode. Thea, I'm not sure if She said later on that she had been. She had been, she had been inoculated by Merlin. Okay. Whatever. Hand wavy. Everybody, everybody got... Yeah, yeah. She, she got a handshake from Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes That's sense like, that he would inoculate her, right? Like, yes. if he had it within his power, he would do it for sure. Yeah. Um... So we've got the scene on the, we've got the showdown. Um, so we've let up, you know, they're sort of containing the virus and we've got the showdown on the bridge where Oliver takes the sword. Oh, I forgot. We skipped over one thing. So um, Felicity and Oliver have a little, have a little heart to heart about Ollie's identity crisis. Every coffee clutch moment. Yes. I, you know yeah. what? I like this scene, even I though it too. is a yeah. little, yeah. Uh, right. a little sappy um i think that it works really well and it it was nice because it's not they didn't verge too much into the melodramatic and and felicity you know what we are le- what we learn here is that she's got him pegged she's always had him pegged like she knows exactly who he is even when he doesn't know who he is yeah so i i gave this i actually it's really nice like somebody this does yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
You say it every week. Your name is Oliver Queen. Jeez. Yeah, really? God, <laughs> come on. For a guy who says that every week, you really don't know who you are. Um, and we get her, like, literally reading the voiceover from the beginning of the episode where she says, you've become someone else. You've become something <laughs> else. Um, and yeah, I that, think, that was a bit on the nose, but I like the scene. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that these two car- those two crazy kids finally decide to make it work. Also, other awkward lines in that scene are, remember what you said to me that night it, we shared in Nandaparbat, <laughs> which is a little <laughs> too close to hold me like you did on Naboo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <For> my taste. <laughs> But that said, I do I I think that it's nice that Felicity has a chance to be like, you know, don't be an idiot, essentially. Don't run it don't go out expecting to lose. Like, yeah, you lost right. a race before, but don't go in expecting to lose. That's a terrible plan. Mm-hmm. Um it's the same thing, and it sort of echoes the issue with the the plane crash plan earlier, is like this is a dumb idea. Don't go into it thinking like the only way for you to survive is to sacrifice yourself because what's the point then like what are you really fighting for right right yeah which is a thing he does all the time yes exactly that is, that is like that yeah. is like all like everybody Queen else leave one. i will take care of this and sacrifice myself um so he decides to go and take on um to take on rachel ghoul he brings the sword that he got stabbed with yeah seems weird but okay sure i'll allow it why not yeah um and then we have a, a duel on the bridge, which is, I don't know, I, I was let down a little bit, like, because especially because their first duel on top of the mountain was really cinematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like and instead, the, instead, they're around a bunch of traffic cones. Yeah. <laughs> it loses yeah. a little something. Also, well, I'm, sure yeah, I've seen I'm not that sure why all that stuff had to be there. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. I mean, either. I think it might have looked a little better if it was just like it was just the uh, maybe they the thought fam. it was too Spartan or something. I guess I don't know. I'm pretty sure it, I've seen that in Supernatural. Oh, I'm certain. I mean, we're talking Vancouver here. There's yeah. a lot of certain and, and the square where Diggle intercepts the. Uh, oh, we've seen that weapon. before. Yeah, I yes, think I've seen that in the Flash and like and in Arrow. There's yeah. a scene with Merlin and and Ollie yeah, there. And Oliver, there. Yeah, yeah, they meet up there right. Um, one of their so, first conversations. So here's one of my problems with this. Again, as with earlier in the season, when we have that fight scene where Ollie fights all the other guys dressed as Arrow, Ollie and Raish are wearing the same exact outfit, which at times makes it annoying to follow. We have this weird subplot that doesn't really make any sense with the cops lined up to shoot these guys. Shoot him. I guess the the idea that I think somehow they've been told that one of them is responsible for the bioweapon. But, you know, why they have to just, like, straight up murder them when they're clearly on opposite sides. Well, but here's the thing, and and even more, they're like, they they literally say, we don't know why these guys are fighting, but we have been told by the chief that we think they have something, first of all, the chief, (laughs) who we've never seen, that they have something to do with this attack, and that we should take them out when we get a clear shot. There is literally no one else around. There is nothing to stop them from just shooting both of them. Yeah, they should (laughs) just... Like how do you finger down on the on the trigger and just, they're literally yeah. saying we're waiting for one of them to kill the other one and then we'll right. shoot the guy who wins, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense no, from a police perspective. It doesn't make any sense from it. Well, yeah, you know, let's the, leaving the, aside the police, problems the police, in the police. The, yeah, right. We don't want to get into those discussions. The, but the fictional police do a lot of Starling crazy City yeah. police. Let's say, <laughs> um, I just don't. I don't understand. One, the, of, the, one of these men might be black. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the, it just doesn't read visually well because they're both wearing League of Assassins yeah. armor, basically. Right, right. Um, I thought that Ollie would change into his Green Arrow costume uh, when he yeah. had the chance at Palmer Tech. Yeah. 
Except uh, we learned yeah, that he's got a right. He's got a, still got an identity crisis going. Well, on. and we also learned that there's uh, an advent like, and it's advantageous that he does not, um, which I don't also don't quite understand. I, whatever. Um, because yeah, because because the didn't Barry make him some thing that's kind of bulletproof? Well, so is apparently the League of Assassins armor. Um, right. So I don't entirely. So there's this fight. It's unclear to me why Ollie. Yes, he has a reason to fight now, but he doesn't seem like... I feel like there's not yeah. been enough done since their last fight to explain why he manages to win this time. Well, he's trained yeah. a lot, and he's trained with uh, Richard Ghoul and, uh, that's a, also, yeah, that's and, and Merlin. Uh, it just, I felt like it needed a bigger... I felt like there needed to be a better rationale for him. Like, So we have the scene where he does like he catches the sword, right? Yeah, that's going to get your hand cut off. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, that, don't do that. <laughs> um, kids, kids, if you're watching, we gotta we got to tell the kids, because at home, yeah. you just don't want to try. Unless, <laughs> unless you are Jamie Lannister, in right. which case you have a metal hand. Metal hand. Which right. is really smart. Yeah. Use that. Um, but in this, Raish, Raish does it to him in the first Raish fight, does I it, Yeah, he yeah. does it like five times. Yeah, yeah so... Um, and then it was a weird sort of shot, too, because, like, Oliver stabs him, and I swear to God, at one point when I'm watching it, it looks like he stabs him, like, through a loop on his belt or something. <laughs> it's just a weird yeah. shot. There's a weird <laughs> shot there where he goes to stab him, and I'm like, did he stab him, or did he stab through his, like, shirt? <laughs> um, but apparently he's dead, but he has time to be like, oh, yep, I chose well. And that and that was a weird scene, too, because Ollie's like, yep, I'm going to be the new Rachel Ghoul now. Yeah, well, and the conclusion like, to this felt like... Um oh my god, I'm going to do Star Wars again. Like when <laughs> Kenobi jumps over Darth Maul and cuts him in half. It's like, well, now the fight's over because the writing, we're, we're done writing it. So <laughs> here's a move that wins. It yeah. was kind of arbitrary, you know? Yes. Whereas again, if we compare it to season two, where there is a really like, that, that fight has a played. great yeah. shot, like a great uh, shape to it, right? There's a... Yeah. Um, it has it builds and then accelerates and then we get you know and, and that is in some ways that fight is you know yeah. so much more and there's satisfying. a reason why you can beat him now right, right. exactly yeah. and so we, that's, like a better better reason than his mind has changed yeah that which is, is like one of the things that always bugged me about the third batman movie like he goes to goes all the way to to wherever that pit is and spends a bunch of time and he's that's actually panda norbat it's actually panda norbat where that pit is <laughs> Okay, all right. It's different. It's a totally different place. Yeah, right. And uh, and then he comes back and fights Bane again and beats him just because why I don't I, I was on vacation. Day, I really needed to this day. I don't know. Give me given the fact I that really you know, needed he a probably, vacation. He was malnourished and his leg was back was broken. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you watch, stuff. he fights smarter. The first one, he just tries to beat on him, and the second one, he goes and takes out the face mask. Yeah, yeah, but that, that bothers but me there's too. Not, but there's, there's nothing here. So, so we see him stab Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> Rachel Ghoul's dead. Ollie then gets shot, which doesn't really make sense. Again, as we thought, I also couldn't tell if they shot him in the back or the front. Right, and, and it looked like there might have been blood. <laughs> right, and so like what confused me was that it looked like he got shot in the back. The bullets came through his chest, and I was like... Oh yeah. man, that's not good. And like for a moment, again, I would have been totally fine if it was like, well, he got shot in something like he's in bad shape. But, but they, but he, yeah, but he'll they kind of okay. again they wave it off. He falls off the dam. Why that had to happen again? Because it was written. Because he's on a because he's on a dam. Yeah, so you got to fall off something tall because that's that's how that works. And we, yeah. it, well, and it, and it mirrors the other fight. It right? mirrors the mountain fight. Yeah. Um, and so we have a really awesome moment where you know, meanwhile, Ray's busy trying to find a cure. Felicity's like, "We got to save Oliver because the cops are going to shoot him." Ray's like, "It's one person versus like everybody in the city." Um, right. What Plus, would what would he's Oliver the guy who do? Stole my girlfriend. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think Ray makes the you know Ray Logical makes the goal. choice that all of would make. He's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. He makes choice Oliver makes, and they do exactly what I'm yelling at the screen for them to do, which is Felicity. <laughs> you take the stupid suit. Well, you can see that coming. Yeah, Pepper Potts. It is, well, but it's okay. It's yeah, all right. there's a bit of a Pepper Potts moment there, which right, surprise, right. surprise. Guess what? Like it's just Iron Man on TV at this point. But um, um, sadly, but that was, that was kind of cool. It was great, although Felicity looks as wacky in that costume as pretty much anybody does. <laughs> yeah, you can't wait on that. Suit. That costume is built. Even Ray looks wacky in that, but at least he can like he's the right yeah. size for it whereas yeah it looks a little weird with her in it, but that's also why they only give her one shot of being in it yeah um but also, she also saves him which is unlike so to mirror that earlier fight where he falls off the mountain and almost dies you know she yeah, saves she's him really good at flying that suit for that being the first time <laughs> i'm pretty sure i would crash maybe but, ray's yeah. flying it remotely maybe while synthesizing the virus remotely. there you go but he's concentrating yeah. on his typing. yeah okay look don't just stop Okay. <laughs> just, just, just keep. Let's move on. Okay. There's no, there's no making that better. <laughs> well, you know what? It's like he got shot three times by a pretty big honking gun. I thought at least he would be on his knees when, like, when she drops him off. Yeah, he's totally fine though, and this I don't get. He gets like, up and he's smiling. He's like, "Whoa." Right, nice yeah, not only really that, weird. we get Nissillators like, oh, you would have totally been dead if you hadn't been wearing that assassin's armor. And I'm like, you're telling me the assassins have armor that can stop a sniper rifle round. Yeah, like a 50 But you can kill them with swords. <laughs> it doesn't explain at all how Diggle has been taking them out. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. For the entire season. Yeah, so there's some issues there. Um, then we have this very lengthy denouement. Which I think is probably in some ways the best part of the episode because yeah. it sets up like, okay, it's time to start thinking about what's going to happen next season. So, Well, and I, like, I like that they take the time with it, too. Yeah, yeah well, and we had to know what, what was basically going to happen to all the characters. So the most telling thing is that, you know, Oliver goes over to Malcolm and is like, uh, here's here's my like you know, still hate your guts still hate your guts which is nice because it's like uh you know we do get that reminder like oh yeah you're still a bad guy uh but he does hand over the rachel ghoul's ring and so we we basically established that their deal was ring. always it's like a it's like a sewing thimble, thimble. A thimble. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but we do establish that like the deal all along has been malcolm gets control of the league of assassins if he helps oliver yeah, which I think we called last week. Oh, we've yeah, been talking we, about this I for several we, yeah. weeks. Yeah, we've been saying yeah. that that Malcolm would but, somehow so, but end more, up in I charge. Mean, our, our thought more was though that it, it was all Malcolm's plan from the beginning, and it doesn't seem exactly like that's true. But Nissa tries to call him on that, yeah. um, and he denies it, kind of. But I yeah. think I think we can all agree that as soon as he saw an opportunity for him to be in yeah, charge sure. of League of Assassins, yeah, why not? Everything he was going to do was going to take him to that end. Yeah, he's got, which, man- so, but, he's got the management shops. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, going back to last week, he did, I think, rat out Ollie as part of uh, the plan. As part of the plan. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. we did establish that. Um, he also, um, you know, tries to convince Thea that he's still, you know, still. I'm still your dad, even though I'm Rachel Ghoul now. I'm still your dad, and I love you. So if <laughs> you need anything, dad. I will dispatch assassins <laughs> across the globe. <laughs> um, but I do also like that he and Oliver have that moment where it's like. So we're enemies again, huh? And and Ollie's like, as long as you keep, you know, you're under your deal, whatever that might be. Um, as long as your League of Assassins don't kill anyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and right. Slap each other on the back. Well, he says, yes, yeah, it depends on what you do if you're part of the deal. So right. the deal is that he gives him the leadership. Uh, and then it seems to me that, like, if Raish starts doing stuff that Ollie hates, then... Which, and, and, news, and, it only, yeah. and it only comes about because of, like, 
a, a fortuitous event that Raish tortured him with his sword, and so that prophecy about the person who said, survived the blade said to have been yeah. fulfilled. Yeah, because he survived his sword. That seems weak, but that's okay. It's, yeah, yeah. N- right. This is like it's kind of we weak. See, did we <laughs> see that happen? Did yes, we see... that was the scene. Okay. That was the scene um, when he goes. All he goes to rescue Malcolm. Okay. After Thea sells him out to the League of Assassins. Yeah, but Thea's also survived his sword. True. 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 Rachel Ghoul is not good at killing people. <laughs> <laughs> well, he brought her back to life, to be fair. I, I will say that the in the words of Tony Sindelar, the uh yes, the, the prophecy is technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. <laughs> um so we also get um, you know, Ollie has basically signed off on Thea, you know, being being uh, a psychic and she all she's like i was thinking about red arrow and he's like eh, i told yeah. everybody to call you speedy <laughs> which i think yeah, I like, is about right <laughs> i like that um but it's nice that he doesn't give the speech about like it's too dangerous out there like i think you know now that she's been dead and brought back we essentially get the idea that it's like she's earned this you know and ollie's i think also really getting to the point of realizing he doesn't have to protect everybody anymore mm-hmm. uh and that's sort of where his evolution comes in so we we get Thea as what's part he gonna of, have to what's he gonna have to argue with him about next season though <laughs> well maybe maybe it's been, it's been the entire else. the crux of his entire argument for quite a while well and so okay so to wrap up the other things that happened diggle and ollie still not on totally firm ground though oliver makes the once again recommends that if he's going to stay out there he get a, a costume uh diggle does not some like way, this idea way of disguising himself. um we also get um I'm trying to think what else. I guess we don't really see much from Laurel in the end there. Uh, we do get like a brief like pan over the the ruined arrow cave and see all of the gear from that being sort of packed up into the evidence boxes mm-hmm. in in the Starling City Police Department. Um, and then we essentially get Ollie and Felicity drive off into the sunset together somewhere. California or and, Hawaii or something. Yeah. And then Someplace. something bad something bad happens to Ray. Something bad happens. Ray is oh, yeah. trying to miniaturize his suit. <laughs> bad news as the entire that was the one moment that both got me to laugh and not quite gasp, but like you know, because he's like, yeah. oh, I was like, oh, the suit's going to shrink down or whatever, right? When he hits it, right. and it doesn't work, right. and then he hits it again, and we plan out and just like a really nice special effect of the entire mm-hmm. top floor of Palmer floor Industries of exploding. <laughs> um, yeah. We also don't. Well, we can know, laugh because we know he's okay. Yes, so. well, we know he's in right. the spinoff, so. Yeah. Um, it also doesn't get addressed that we saw him him sign over the company to Felicity last no, week. No, he men- he mentions VP again. Do I need right. to find another VP? So. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we don't know exactly what I mean. And so I guess like here's where we sort of verge into talking about next season and seeing where well, exactly do we go from here. <laughs> so I have a weird theory. Okay, Not theory, but um, did Ollie just get murdered on that bridge? Because everything after that is pure <laughs> fantasy land. It's the best. Because he talks about his dream driving off with Felicity and the sword and all that and, like, not being stabbed on him. Like, everything after that bridge battle is exactly the way that Ollie wants it to be. And it only includes Including, things- including Ray blowing up. And Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm being a villain still. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't think about the Ray blowing up thing. But, like, yeah, definitely really driving off guy. the sunset. Like, everything works out pretty much well, in his favor. So. It's funny. There's an episode of... Um, did you guys watch Angel? Yeah. No, I didn't watch it. Oh, John yeah. might remember there's an episode of Angel where they decide they need to turn him evil again. And so they do that through the construction of essentially like an elaborate fantasy plot 
um, which is really well done, but it's the same sort of thing where it's like, oh, everything's going great. We solved all these problems. And at the end, it turns out like, nope, that was all just a way to sort of trick you into becoming evil again. Um, <laughs> and so, again, I don't think that's likely here. I think that we have this no, issue. No, I'm just kind of No, I like, I, like, I like that idea. I, my biggest working theory is that I think season three to season four is a time jump. Because everything mm. is left in a way that it's like you couldn't just have them turn around and come back like the next week, right? Yeah, I feel like we're we're going to see Team Arrow without Ollie, including Diggle as some possibly as some sort of costumed superhero, um, and you know basically Canary, Speedy, Diggle. I think it's even possible that Diggle takes up the Arrow mantle. Maybe. Um, maybe he's not good with the arrows he's though. not good with the arrows yes that that's would kind of make problem. it funnier though like if he just <laughs> if he was just, just really it. bad at it <laughs> um is there we can't i i don't know i mean of another character i don't know enough about dc probably to, to be able to pick one out because it would be probably an obscure one well yeah. or will he even be i mean you know john diggle as a character does not exist otherwise right so right. Will he, but he will could they take just... up the mantle of some existing character. right exactly and well so, he does now they they wrote him into the comics now yes that's true but whatever oh, did they? yeah but the, the primary thing is this it's the show right so yeah. um also i don't think he's going to be he can't be green lantern no we've 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 no, written that we, off we, yeah we we and we, we had that mentioned on the Flash. We have, we, Hal Jordan week. gets sort of tacitly well, mentioned. kind of, yeah. yeah. A missing test pilot. Hal <coughs> Jordan! Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when was that mentioned? That's on in, the Flash. It was the a Flash throwaway line like, in the Flash uh, when they, they, they go to Ferris, Ferris Air. Air. Okay. We shut and the place down because one of their test pilots went, went missing. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I always appreciate a good Green Lantern reference. Um, but we have, I think... What lures Ollie back and what what is Ollie's role going forward? Because so we've seen him be the hood. We've seen him be the arrow. Both of those are now, you know, like in the past. And so I'm kind of curious as to like, what is the identity of Oliver Queen going forward? And how do you, what do you do for a fourth season of this show? I, and I, I don't I don't entirely know because I, I do like the idea of having him and Felicity together because I always I hate those will they won't they plot lines because mm-hmm. they can only be strung out for so long before they get totally ridiculous. And it's also just as interesting to see a, an actual couple dealing with real couple like problems. Right. Or dealing yeah. together with other problems yeah. like that's still right. a valid approach and it still yeah. makes it for interesting television. But I yeah, think everybody they, gets well, scared. Like Diggle, Diggle and um... Lila. Lila is, yeah. is well, that's uh, a good, like that's a a good silly, dynamic. Right. I mean, as silly and formulaic as Castle is, at least they didn't, they actually finally put them together. Right. right. And it didn't, it didn't make it worse that we weren't like wondering, will they, won't they? Like that didn't make the, I don't think that lost anything in the show, but I, I think everybody gets yeah. worried about like the moonlighting effect right. of you have the characters <laughs> bickering for so long, they get together and it falls flat. I think we know Ollie and, and Felicity would be a good team if they got together. So there's no reason to keep them apart past you know, once we've sort of dealt with all the problems in their way. So I'm hoping that if we come, you know, coming into a season four, we see an, an Ollie and a Felicity that are actually in like a, like a functional relationship. Yeah. Except he's got a, well, got a, he gets married to Canary. I, yeah. In, yeah. in comics, I think yeah. I, and we've argued about this before, but I think yeah. they throw it out if, when they realize yeah. that they have much the better chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I like, don't, I, I think that I still think it's a long game. Maybe, but I, I just don't they, think they're... I think they end up at the end of the, oh, the, see, end, end of the but, series. But that would be terrible. 
It would be terrible. I'm just, I'm not, it would like throw out everything that we've done in this show so far, and I feel like that's it would be it would be bad. Yeah. Um, Too so, bad, Dan. We're doing it. Damn it! Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm interested to see where where the show goes in season four. I'm also interested to see if we ever get him to the point of taking up the mantle of Green Arrow. Um, so the whole, the whole thing. The final words he says is, "Can I say something weird? I'm happy." Yeah. Uh, I think season four is going to be lighter and it will maybe mix in better with uh, the likes of the flash. And I would like spin-off. that. I would like that too. I but... think the tone has gotten really dragged down and really like well, mopey like, this, this season. Year, this year in particular was, there was too much, there was too much dark stuff just for the sake of darkness. Yeah. It was too emo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was really was very angsty. And you know what? Uh, like Rachel Gould just did not do as good a job as Slade Wilson. Yeah. No. In terms of in terms of messing, well, Slade really messed with them. Uh, Michelle Girl, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like, right? It's just like a very bizarre. Yeah. I didn't feel it. I just didn't feel yeah. the, the yeah. threat. You know, he uh-huh. should have been more menacing or something. In some ways, watching Malcolm become the head of the League of Assassins is like, all right, great. Now we feel like, you know, we all know Malcolm Merlin is just crazy nutso. So having him as a villain is, and he's such a good villain. That I, like putting I, him in reserve. I don't think we'll deal with him next season, but I think like he's kind of going to be floating in the background, and we'll see him surface in a season or two as yeah, like maybe. a more major antagonist. I do kind of think that it almost neuters the League of Assassins because they're almost allies at a point now, mm-hmm. right? Or like, are they? I mean, like the one thing we know about Malcolm is he always has his own agenda. Yeah, it seems like they will be for a while, and maybe they'll help him out next season against uh, Hive. Hive, but yeah, because yeah, I don't but see. In the, but in the gonna, long run, it's not going to. There's doesn't seem like that can work. No, no, but I mean, he's certainly not going to do anything against Thea, right? It it seems like more that likely that they'll have a menacing conversation than <laughs> anything. You know what I mean? Like there won't be a plot to destroy a city. <laughs> be, it'll just it'll be, be like the, the entire the entirety of season four menacing conversations with, with Malcolm. <laughs> I, I would watch that show. It's a great, that's Malcolm a Merlin. great talk show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like between two ferns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Menacing. This has been another episode of Menacing Conversations with Malcolm Merlin. Um, but I, I'm, I, I would. I, ha- I half expected them to drive off a cliff. Yeah. At the I, end. I have expected Diggle to get in that elevator and then plummet to his death. Yes, I thought that too. <laughs> like, okay, wait for it. Something bad's going to happen to Diggle. Something bad's going to Oh, no, he's totally fine. Okay, great. I miss those elevators. They used to be on the show a lot. Yes, yeah. I also thought maybe, like, I don't know. There's There was very little cliffhangery in this in this finale, right? Like, everything kind of gets wrapped up Ray, with yeah. a neat bow. Yeah. But even but even with Ray, we know that it turns out okay. Well, and we, well, the show's yeah. over though. That's it. We're done. No more. No more arrow. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that, and that's kind of how it's played. So the um, the one thing that we didn't talk about was the the flashback plot, um, which is mainly there to sort of bookend. Yeah. You know, okay, Ollie has decided to sort of embrace his like I'm a torturer. I'm a bad guy now, essentially. Um, so well, he snaps and for pretty good reason, I. I yeah. could see myself getting very, very, very upset sure. in, in those right, circumstances. Right, right. And he's already been sort of uh, trained, trained to be yeah. really cruel. So. But we're starting to see, you know, there's kind of like an inverse mirror thing here right now where we're seeing his evolution towards the Oliver of the first season, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so we don't know exactly what he does. We know he gets on a boat. 
Yeah. We well, don't... we see him torture Shreve. Right. We see him yeah. torture Shreve. We With see... a hammer, and he's got yeah. bloody hands, and this arrow sticking out of him. And but he's kept him just... alive until Maceo comes in and kills him. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is also kind of disturbing. And Tatsu tries to tell him, like... I don't know if keeping him alive isn't the nice thing at that no, point. No, I think like, that it, is. I think that's worse. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's it's bad. It's a but, bad, ugly scene. It's an ugly scene, yes. we, There's nothing... Mm-hmm. There's sort of some emotional resolution because we see Maceo leave to go join the League of Assassins and we see Tatsu plead with him um, and then she decides to go home after that fails. And, you know, all that was sort of a foregone conclusion because we've seen where these characters are. Yeah. Um, and Ollie gets on a boat to go somewhere. He says he wants to be alone. He's not going back to Starling City. So maybe in the entirety of season four, he's working as like a like a fisherman. <laughs> yeah, it's American yeah. Uh, flag boat, though. It is in Coast City. Yeah. Um, so uh, we there. Are, I, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll do away with the flashbacks yet. But in some ways, they have yeah. limited amount of time on the flashbacks because we've covered right. essentially three years of his of his exile and there's only two more years to go and he's got to spend and he's got to spend that least, last year a, a is probably large, on the island it's got to be yeah based on you where grow, we see you him. don't grow a beard like that in like you know a month yeah so well you don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what that joke is i don't I have no idea and it's, it's actually really not accurate about me <laughs> <laughs> he looks like that right now i'm extremely hairy <laughs> Um, so season three closed out any general, more general thoughts about, well, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy the show. I enjoy the characters. Uh, I enjoy the fun. I love the crossovers. I, you know, I, overall, I give the show a thumbs up. This season I think is probably the weakest of the three so far. I, yeah, I, agree, I would I tend agree. to agree as well. I just from terms of plotting perspective, it's just like, it, there's two so convoluted and, and too many like weird flips back and forth uh, there's motivation there's no coherent through line i feel like right um right. and they tried to bring that in with racial ghoul but it really only becomes a thing sort of in the back half of the season uh and yeah i agree it's it kind of meanders. Yeah, but then he flips you know it's like he's after them and then all of a sudden no he wants oliver to be but he's still it's just uh it's too much yeah <laughs> Yeah, kill my daughter. No, don't kill my daughter. Like, there's, it's, all, it's just all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, I agree. I I really like this show, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next season. This season did not do it for me as much. Yeah. And maybe it's because they were distracted by The Flash. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, oh, they they were? Is that yeah, the writers, like yeah. the people on the yeah. like, yeah, the, the showrunners, right. basically. Uh, well, yeah. and, and there's a question of whether that gets better or worse when we introduce a third show into the worse. mix next year. <laughs> yeah. I think it gets worse. Um, although that's not until mid-season, I believe. Yeah. Oh, uh, is that right? That, that's, I, not, that's a mid-season. I, I think they announced that it was it's a mid-season replacement. Oh, okay. Well, uh, also, I mean, they've done it before now, right? Run two shows at once, so right. maybe they can learn from that mistake of... Although yeah. I don't know, I mean, it, they have to staff up a bit. You can't have the writers from like one show running three shows. That's I just, really I kind hard. Of prefer, I mean, the, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an unfair comparison, but the you know the Daredevil run is so tight and well constructed. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but also, like the uh, Agent Carter was good too. I think a little bit tighter and a little bit more you know, newer. It was kind of knew where it was going but yeah. well both of them at least, were at least in this at least in this season yeah. yeah both of them had a smaller number i think daredevil right. was what but 12 13 and yeah. carter yeah. was eight 
but this so, is the problem, yeah. right? I mean, it's, and it, it had been a problem. It's a problem with lots of different shows, so it's nothing new. I mean, it's like the last season of Buffy. I mean, yeah. it's like it's just 23 episodes, 22, 23 episodes, whatever is just like it's often just way too much. Yes, there's a lot of it's and a then, lot of hours to fill and it's right. a lot of plot to come and you up either, with. You either have villain of the week stuff to put in the middle or extremely which might serial have been, stuff. which might have been better in yes. this instance because i think that they instead of doing villain of the week they went with like let's drag out the main plot and they had to do all these plots. well and i think that serial plots are fine um there are plenty of shows out there that, that get by on that you know serial formula i know you guys aren't the biggest fans of agents of shield but it does they have in the second season i, I they, like it i still like it. I, yeah I, I know me too they, I'm mostly but they i just avoided, enjoy hating it it's like, like in, right, in right. season two they've done a good job of avoiding that construction of every week we're going to have a different threat it's right. they do it's like it's an ongoing story each week is a new chapter in that story and each week has different you know may have antagonists or different antagonistic situations but we're not like oh there's a new person with superpowers this week and and i actually kind of prefer that to the to the villain of the week stuff just because it, it lets you build and you know develop your characters over the course of a season whereas you know there's only so much you can do with sort of a procedural format uh where every week there's a new bad guy yeah, um, no, I, I wouldn't. Agree. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't want that. You know, I don't want to go back to like season one <laughs> or, or like, you know, or like Star Trek The Next Generation, where almost yeah. everything is just like this. It's we, just about this episode. Yeah, and we you reset. Have, you don't have to see. Yeah, you don't have to see anything before this. Um, I, I wouldn't want that either. But I think they could have they could have stuck at least a couple villains of the weekend this this year and and actually made it a little bit better. Yeah. Well, so we'd all like to see a season four. That is a little bit better, maybe a little bit lighter, a little tighter constructed, yeah, and, and a, little, a little tighter, a little lighter. That's <laughs> a little tighter, a little, little, little fighter. I don't know. That's, my, that's the name of my autobiography. All right. Well, we're gonna close out this last this uh, season three finale episode of the Speedy Arrowcast. Thank yeah. you guys so much for watching this entire season and recapping at least the back half of us with us. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where we will, when we will next convene, uh, but certainly no later than the premiere of season four sometime this fall. I'm driving down the California coast right now. Hey, do you nice. have Felicity with you? Because I'd be uh, a little jealous. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. I can't have it. Uh, thank you, as always, Guy English. Thank you. And John Moltz. Thank you. And thank you all for listening, and we'll see you when season four rolls around sometime in the fall. I'm Dan Morin. Thanks for listening.